This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. This is episode six, right? Seven. Seven? seven? Eight. Eight. Seven. Oh, my seven. God. Chris, what episode is this? This is 108. Hey, I knew oh we'd get gosh. there eventually. It was wow. like Price is Right. It was yes. like, I'm going to bet 106. Yeah, to stay on 107. Uh, my name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy, Danny Jordan. We got Chris Sisley coming to us live from Brooklyn. Chris, Chris. Uh, and we have an, ex- this is an exciting episode today, Danny. Did you see I was doing the Arsenio Hall? Yeah. <laughs> I was pumping my fist. This is very exciting. Now, you're listening to this, but you may in the future be watching this on YouTube and you may be saying, what is that big empty chair? Between Eric and Why Danny. Why has Danny been like put in the corner over yeah. here? Yeah, and what happened to the fireplace and the, and the TV? Well, folks, we have our very first in-studio guest. Wild. Crazy. We've never had In the had history that. of all the countdown of shows. Of all the countdown shows, yeah. We've only ever been virtual. Yeah. But today, it's IRL. Very exciting. In real life. I had to really think about that for a second. I was, I was, like, I was looking in your face. I was like, does he know where I'm going with this? In real life, yes. Did it make you think of Carson Daly at all? No, like TRL? <laughs> TRL, yeah. How great was TRL? Dude, it was the best. It was wild. I, do you remember when, like, I know you remember. Were you going to go like, when NSYNC was on? When, yeah. like, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC <laughs> would come on. And they would literally shut down Times Square for blocks. Yes. Not just in front of MTV. Like, it started, there'd be like, hey, look, there's 40 girls outside, and they'd all be screaming. But when, like, it was Backstreet Boys, oh, yeah. it would be literally, like, four blocks in totally. each direction outside of uh, MTV. And same thing happened for NSYNC. Let's not just give GSB yeah, yeah, yes, all the yes. love. There, when they did the no, when No Strings Attached came out, yeah. I remember they had these, like, big dolls, like, hanging there, like, in the windows sure. at TRL. And then it got, the, I guess the traffic, like, foot traffic got so bad that they had to close all the drapes yeah. inside the studio the so that people would hopefully disperse yeah what a time what a time i can't be. wait till the day that we record live in Times square and they yes. have to close the drapes because there's, because too there's many fans a outside. big crowd yeah <laughs> really looking forward to that day. um all right so we have a bunch of stuff to get to real so quick much. here yeah. because we're going to try to get to our countdown our countdown as a reminder is going to be the top five disney heroes we did 10 through 6 last week yeah uh five through one today um we want to get to our guest we're going to sort of tease that you got to stick around or you might be reading well, or you're just reading in, in the, the episode description you're like <laughs> Guys, there's no um, tease here. But it's very exciting. <laughs> uh, but let's get to uh, our socials. Let's do it. Yeah, Reminder of socials. Yeah, if you're not following us on social media already, please do so. We are at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Pod Disney on Twitter, and you can just search uh, Disney Countdown on Facebook. And if you're loving what you're hearing so far, you're like, this is premium, mm-hmm. premium content. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And if you want even more, Eric and Danny... Who join doesn't? Us, and who doesn't? I mean, maybe talk to our wives. Um, <laughs> but you can join our Patreon for the low, low price of $5 a month. You're going to get Easy. bonus episodes all the time. You're going to get a private Facebook group uh, where there's all these people who love Disney just like you. People are like proposing stuff like, let's do a Disney Peloton ride together. Amazing. Like these people, it's an amazing community and you're going to want to make sure that you are a part of that. So click the link in the episode notes if that interests you, um, yeah, that's the socials. Right I love there. it. Um, and should we get to Disney news? There is some hot, hot, Ooh, scorching, hot. 
Ooh, scorching. Scorching. Wait, we got music for news, don't we? We do. We interrupt our program to bring you this Disney news. Uh, so the first story, you may have heard this, Eric, and I'm sure some people have heard it out there. I know it's been heavily featured here in Southern California, is there is a gentleman who broke the Guinness Book of World Records for most consecutive days Crazy. visiting the Disney Park. and the Disneyland, right? Disneyland, yeah. yeah. So 2,995 days in a row. Eight years, right? It's wild. Jeff, I don't know, it's Reitz, R-E-I-T-Z, it might be Ritz, Reitz. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. And honestly, you know, much like some very big, you know, sort of records in sports, like, uh, like Cal Ripken, sure, that, yeah. that record. Will He's never the be Cal broken. Ripken of Disneyland. He is the Cal Ripken of Disneyland. Yeah. I don't understand how anyone could possibly break that because of the reservation system. Yeah. I, that was my first question when I read that story was how is he doing this with the reservation system Yeah, and how far away does he live? He's got to live close. You have to, cause I, I've had multiple people send me this message over, like this story over message the last couple of days. They're like, is this going to be you? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, you got to live really you close live to real the close. parks. And like, I don't, I mean, maybe I'd have to hit the lottery. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's also very expensive. Is, yeah. I mean, I've got the Even magic key. Parking alone. My, I, I guess if you lived within like biking distance. Sure. Or yeah. a bus, you just yeah. hop the bus. I do think it's a cool story. Like I was reading into this is that. He started, he didn't ne- originally think like necessarily that he was going to break some record. He was unemployed and someone had gifted him, I guess, an annual pass. Right. And he wanted to go somewhere to lift his spirits. Love so that. he would go to Disneyland and then he just kept going. And then I think it got to the point, he says he was around like, I don't know, 80, uh, 60th visit. He wondered if his daily visits um, could be something special. I love that. And look at him. That's great. Over over 2,900 visits later. So let's give it up for Jeff. I think that's just absolutely incredible. Good job, Jeff. Yeah, good job, Jeff. Uh, so that's one bit of Disney news I wanted to share. And the other one was that they finally announced what the new show is that's coming to the Hyperion Theater. Very exciting. You know, a lot of people were speculating it was going to be Hercules. Yeah. Because I guess there was some casting, casting notice. notice yeah. And now we come to find out. I do wonder if that was like a casting Throw notice masked. Scent? Or if that was for the production that's been you know, at Paper Mill Playhouse yeah, yeah. and now is going to Germany. Yeah. But Rogers, a one-act musical, musical, is coming to... Mark Shaman's going to write it, which is... I he didn't wrote know the that song. end of yeah. it. Oh, yeah, wow. Because he wrote the song that was in Hawkeye. Okay. Because did you see it when it was in Hawkeye? I haven't seen Hawkeye yet. So it's really great. The, where this came from is um, in the TV miniseries Hawkeye that's okay. on Disney+. Plus. Um they go to see Rogers the musical. So they did like one song from it on Hawkeye. Okay. And people loved it so much that they're going to do a full. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> a full show. I mean, it fits because Hyperion like bridges the gap between like that Hollywood backlot yeah. into, into Marvel, Land. Marvel Land. So I'm, I'm excited to go check it out. That, that theater has been empty. Yeah, for, for a long, long time. time. And it's a really nice theater. Beautiful theater. Yeah. And it has a great history of great shows. Aladdin that was there was yeah. awesome. Yep. Frozen that was there was awesome. So good. Um, and now let's see. Did they ever Rogers do Snow White there? I don't know why I feel like I have this memory of like a Snow so. White show going on there. Maybe that's a fever dream. Not to my knowledge. Maybe that's a scorching dream. Yeah. Yeah. Scorch it. <laughs> um, I love my, it. That's my Disney news. Uh, Disney news. I love week. it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I have a few. Uh, memes and things that i want to share with you loverly 
Um, do we have memes and things music, Chris? Of course we have memes and things <laughs> do music. Do we have memes and things music? <laughs> <laughs> memes and things! Memes and things! It's time for Eric's memes and things! <laughs> yes! Oh, man. I love that it. That vocal percussion. Woo! Um, okay, so let's see here. I'm going to just grab a couple of them. Okay. Um, okay, Dapper Days. Do you know about Dapper Days? Yeah, I've been. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. Uh, they have announced that uh, Dapper Days at Disneyland is going to be April 16th. Okay. And at Disney World, it's going to be April 29th and 30th. I'm adding that to my calendar as we speak. Got to do it. Um, okay, what else did I want to show you? I wanted to show you. This should we was, go? Should we make like a, a thing of it? We should. I can't go, though. It's on a weekend. Oh, you're blocked out. My pass doesn't work uh, then. Well, I'll send you some pics. Well, thanks. That's what friends do. <laughs> That's right. Wish you were here. <laughs> Wish you yeah. were here. Um, okay, this was... I've always talked about these really cool products that are on Shop Disney. Okay. Um, this one is awesome. It's $79, but it is a it is a Mickey Mouse animation disc light. So it looks like Whoa. the animating stations that the old animators would do. Um, it has where you would put the paper and the little clips and everything. Very cool. Does, Love that. Does a picture come up on there? or No, I think it's just a light. Oh, it's so just you a light. Could, okay. You could use it as just a light or you could actually use it as an animation Oh, very cool. Uh, station. They have the light underneath because then when they're holding three pages and they're mm. like animating between them, they can see kind of through You know the, what that was really helpful for me was uh, when I was a kid and I couldn't draw, but mm-hmm. I wanted to trace and sure, pretend yeah. that I was able to draw. Yeah. Having that backlight. And okay. then I would sell... This was I was very entrepreneurial <laughs> as a kid. I would trace pictures of like Bart Simpson. Yeah. And then I would try to sell them to the kids in the neighborhood and say that I drew them. I like so, that. yeah. Got to make money somehow. Hey, you know, I, I was trying to buy those baseball cards, maybe, you know? <laughs> I love it. Okay, this is very exciting. This maybe should have been in news, but it's okay. it's in things now. <laughs> news and things. News and things and memes. Um, <laughs> did you hear that Walt Disney World is going to take away the reservation system? I think I heard something about them relaxing it where you could show up after... After 2 o'clock. Okay. So beginning April 18th, uh, annual pass holders for Disney World will be able to visit after 2 o'clock without having a park reservation. So fingers crossed that happens. Here. You know what I need to do? What I need, need to move to. to Florida, and then I could beat this guy's record. Yeah. Because then I don't need a reservation. I'll just show up after 2 o'clock. It'll be like, you know, some people go out for lunch, mm-hmm. you know? I'll just go out to Disney from like 2 to 3. Every day. For 10 years. That's yeah. a commitment. That would be a lot. Ooh. Every single day. Yeah, I think about it kind of makes me anxious. (laughs) Okay, so this last thing that I have, I don't know if you saw this, Danny, but this is very interesting. It's a sort of viral story that people are hotly contesting. Okay. Not really hot. I would say people are... uh, Lukewarmingly. They're mobbing up. Everybody's mad about something. All right. There is this TikTok family... Uh, that I'm not going to give them their name because I don't want to like give them any credit. Okay. They're uh, a young husband and wife, and they got young kids, and they do TikToks, and they kind of vlog with their kids, which people can feel however they want about that. Yep. Um, they posted this video of how they get their kids to go on rides that they're not tall enough for by going to pay less, and then they like buy extra insoles and they like glue them to the bottom of their kids' oh shoes to give their kids about like three and a half more inches of height and they bragged about this on tiktok me like you should do this too look at now our what? kids can ride rides that they're not I've tall got enough feelings for. and people of the internet especially tiktok are coming for these people and rightfully so because the height restrictions are for a reason right it's so that your little child doesn't slip out of the harness and die right and so 
everybody's like really mad about it. The family at first, because I I did a little deep dive on this. <laughs> at first, the family was like, we're not taking down our video because then it admits that we're wrong and we're not wrong. We believe that we're right. But then like so many people were freaking out about it to them. And they have like 1.2 million followers. Oh so my goodness. Okay. a lot of people were like, you have a platform and you have a responsibility with that totally. platform with it being that large of a following that like, don't tell people to do this. Like right. kids are going to get hurt. So that's a little uh, Disney news. That's uh that's hot. That's steaming spilling the tea the over there. The hot yeah. green tea. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting. Cause I remember being a kid and like my parents would joke about like, Oh, we got to go to the bathroom and get some toilet paper and put in your shoes <laughs> right. to make you just that little, just like, little bit, yeah. you know, 16th of an inch taller, right. but like going out and like buying extra shoes and, and adding like three inches. That's I mean, very different. That must look a little silly too. Like if you're like walking around with this yeah. huge sole on, your shoes like don't they know that like when we were like cool in the 90s that we just had shoes that were built like that (laughs) just big thick just go back and buy some big sold shoes in the 90s save yourself a little time but also don't put your kids on rides that they are too short to ride like you love your kids you want them to be safe so everyone out there who's been considering that don't Don't do it it. your kids they grow so fast when they're young anyway i turned around like my daughter went from like 36 to almost 40 inches in like the last couple months so they'll get there in good time and it'll be that much more special when they get to when they get there yeah anyway that's that's some hot tea i like that a lot so speaking of hot tea yes um i've got a hot gift (laughs) for you eric yes this is very very exciting you mentioned this on a previous episode you talked about this like special funko pop that was coming out okay. for the 100th uh, anniversary yeah. of Disney. And it's like a black and white Walt Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you like sent, showed me the picture. And when I went to Disneyland, like a month or so ago with my family, I went into all the shops. And they're like, no, we don't have it. No, we don't have it. I looked it up online. Wasn't going to be ready till June. Well, recently, I was walking through the mall mm-hmm. here in this town and just killing some time with my daughter. We're going to look at the koi fish. And I looked inside this one store, this collectible store, and I saw some Funko Pops. And I thought, oh... Maybe I'll get some Disney stuff for the studio. Check it out. And I walked in and I'm like, oh, there's Goofy, there's Donald. And then I look to my right and on a shelf there, I see none other (gasps) than the Walt Disney withdrawing Funko Pop. And so they had four on the shelf, didn't have any price tags on them. So I asked the, the woman who runs the shop, I said, how much are these? I was expecting them to be like... $50, $60, yeah, yeah. because you can't get them anywhere. Yeah. She was like, uh, $12.95? Sweet. And I said, can I have all of them? <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm not going to stop you from like sure. buying my product. Yeah. So I bought I bought all four of them. So I have one for you, one for me. And then I was thinking, this could be really fun. Ooh. Anyone who joins our Patreon between now and let's say uh, the end of March, sure. anyone who joins, you will get entered into a random drawing to win one of these, it's Walt beautiful. Disney. I've got, I've got one more hidden back here, I love so it. I'll show it to anyone who's watching on on camera. But oh. yeah, we've it's beautiful. Black, you can see uh, it's the black sketch and white. Of yeah, Willie. Oh, There's a so sketch great. there. It's in mint condition in the box, unopened. It's got the hundred, you know, Disney holograph on the back. So if you want your chance to get one of these, all you have to do is click the link in the episode notes. Join our Patreon. I'll send it over here until our guest uh, joins us. You can get your own. Walt Disney Funko Pop just by uh, supporting us on Patreon. I love that. Yeah. And guess what? I've got what? a gift for you. Are you serious? I do. Is it a Walt Disney Funko Pop? It is not, okay. but it is a Disney related item. Okay. Um. So, uh, one of our loyal listeners, uh, Adam. Let me see if I can get his. This is Creature Books. Creature Books. Okay. Um. He sent us a little uh, notice that they're selling something okay. over at the Walmart. 
at the Walmart. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, Danny and I need to have these. So okay. I got a, a pair for myself and a pair a for pair. you. And here they what are. are they? These are oh, Buzz Lightyear. My awesome. Are you serious? <laughs> shoes. Dude, Eric, Size this 11. is so epic. There you go. I'm going to put them on right now. And I got a pair too. Oh, my. We're going to be twinsies. These should yeah. be our show shoes. Yes, we have to wear we these. When have we have to wear these. When we record. Dude, this is epic. Are I, these really cool? They're like kind of low, kind of skate looking shoes, but they yeah. say Lightyear on the side. They're green and purple and white. Um, uh, and they got little buttons on the side. Dude, these they are don't do anything, so, but aren't those so cool? So this is great because like I think Adidas did like a a Buzz Lightyear running shoe, but it was just for kids. And I made this yeah. like TikTok about remember, it last yeah. year about like, why are you teasing us with these shoes? Like <laughs> we we're the ones some. who really yeah. want them. And now we've got our very own pair. They feel very squishy on the inside. Is uh, too. SC is that Space Command? Ooh, they uh, are Star very, Command. Star Command. Yeah. Star they Command. They are very, um, very cushiony. Yeah, they feel like they got like memory foam inside yeah. of them. Dude, aren't those this cool? Is epic. I love this. So this there is you like go. Christmas in uh, in March. I For love real. this so much. I'm I am 100 going to wear these. I'll wear them with my Buzz Lightyear hoodie. Perfect. Like it really be I'll be a real Disney dad. That's right. These are epic. Thank you, dude. Um so that that was gift time. Gift time. All right, folks. This is the part of the show that we've been hinting at and we are so excited <laughs> because something is happening today for the first time in the history of the Countdown Network. Breaking all of our countdown, countdown news. Shows. That's right. Breaking news. We have an in-studio guest, yes, Danny. Yay. I'm so excited. He's sitting right next he to us. Is. Let's talk about who it is. It is Mr. Kevin Chamberlain of Broadway and TV and film fame. I'm going to give you a, a bunch of his credits here just so you can... I'm uh, geeking out a little bit. Let's this just, is very exciting. Let's just get that out of the way here so nice. real quick. Um, okay, so on Broadway, Kevin has been in Susical, Tony-nominated. Adam's Family, Tony-nominated. Dirty Blonde, Tony-nominated. Robbed. Rob, wow. That's <laughs> Disaster, The Ritz, Wicked, Triumph of Love, Chicago, Abe Lincoln in Illinois, and my favorite year, just on Broadway. Let's give it up for that. Yes. To begin with. And then some notable TV and film. There's You have 72 IMDb credits. Wow, really? You know that? No. That's pretty good. Are they good. all acting or some writing, all producing? Acting. Oh, wow. Um, some directing. Yeah, no, but you have 72 acting, acting. credits. Wow. Which is amazing. Uh, and uh, <laughs> among them, some of his Disney, uh, because this is the Disney countdown. Right. Uh, obviously, he played Bertram on Jesse for how many seasons? Uh, hundred and uh, It's like 110 episodes. Ooh. 105. Wow. There are crossovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, but. Uh, so Jesse, uh, he appeared in the film Lucky Stiff. He was on Grace and Frankie. He's been in Teen Beach Movie. He was in the Ratatouille TikTok musical, which was very wow. exciting yes. and successful, and a bajillion other things. Uh, but we are so excited to have my very good friend and Danny's new friend, Kevin Chamberlain, here in the studio. Let's Yay. give it up. <laughs> the crowd is going wild going right wild. now. Finally a class act. That's right. <laughs> You've made it. You've um, arrived on the Disney countdown. How are you, Kevin? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I've, I've, I'm really um, enjoying green Los Angeles. Yes. It's, so we just had this crazy rainstorm for yeah. the last like three days, and I think it's going to rain still even more this coming It just week. is not stopping at this but point. But yeah. it's odd because the rain washes away some level of smog that just makes the city kind of pop in a clearer yeah. way, which is 
very, very cool and very odd to see because it doesn't seem like yeah. how we normally experience the city. And out here where we record, I don't know, you guys came in from L.A. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a live outside L.A. sort of guy, Just which is where our studio is. But doesn't it feel, have you ever seen like pictures of Ireland or been to Scotland or Ireland? Doesn't it have that feel as you're driving in? Yeah, it's very, very green. And, and it's usually a nice tan brown, <laughs> crispy haze. Yes, yeah. And it actually feels like the East Coast. Which, it does, um, which is I'm, nice. I'm a, I'm a East Coaster. Yeah, me too. Did you live there for a long time? I did. And and speaking of, I, I was at uh, Broadway Sessions one time. Do you remember Ben Cameron's yes, Broadway Sessions? Yes. And you were there oh, wow. one evening, and I didn't know you were going to be there, and I'm a big fan of Susical the Musical, and you got up and sang... Uh, Sala Salu. I remember Salou. that night, and yeah. it was like church. Everyone started singing. Because oh, you. I, I was teaching a class recently, and, and I said, how many kids here uh, has, has, have done Susical? Literally 99% yeah. raise their hands. Because it's big in the school. It's like the number, it's been in the top five of amateur uh, rights, um, amateur productions in the last, for 20 years. Do you get any cut of that? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Why? Yeah, they did that? a funky thing. Um, there was a guy named Garth Drabinsky who was. Oh, this uh, is like a famous <clears throat> guy, right? For yes. He was head scandalous of, guy. He started Cineplex Odeon uh -huh. and then uh, Live Nation. Yep. And uh, he was scamming money and he produced Ragtime, mm -hmm. Steve Flaherty, and Lynn Aaron Show. Yeah. And then he had actually come up with the idea to do a Seussical, a, a Dr. Seuss musical, yeah. and brought in Eric Idle. From okay, yeah. Monty Python. Python yeah. mm. And if you look at the credits, he is a um, person who was a co conceiver with Lynn Aarons yeah. of the book. And uh, and then, right right when we were about to do the workshop, is when um, Garth Drabinsky was forced out of the company. Right. For, so we had to go to Canada to do the workshop. So if we had done the workshop in New York, we would have gotten right. uh, points. But yeah. they literally paid for all of our equity cards in Canada oh. so that they wouldn't have to share oh. a point in the show. Really? Oh, and it's usually, one point. Yeah, usually if you're involved with like the workshops and the original Broadway cast, right. you'll have some sort of cut of future productions. But Okay. Oh. Wasn't there a big thing about that with Hamilton? With the yes. Cast? That was because yeah. there, there's all these different phrases that they have there's like a workshop there's a lab there's a all these different ways of saying what it is right but the cast of hamilton was essentially saying we really helped create this thing and we're not getting any points on that right and so they all banded together and, and they did and they all yeah because they didn't do a workshop they did a off-broadway production right right yeah. okay but i love that they're getting a piece of it because as yeah. they should because when you see you know, even though they say make it your own, like the framework of who Burr is and who Lafayette is and all that sort of stuff was established by David and all these sure. people. They helped even like the ancillary characters and what the ensemble has become in that show. It's just like they are pivotal yeah. to what that show is. What's interesting is you, if you uh, talk to a playwright and get it from their perspective. <laughs> sure. They do not agree at all. <laughs> they, they, the playwright will feel like they this is 100% my invention. Right. I put everything on the page of what they were supposed to do. And so it's odd because both are true, frankly. Right. You know, I think the playwright does bear a huge amount of the responsibility and should be compensated appropriately. Right. But to deny that the actors bring anything to it or any kind of magical fiber that makes it come alive is... A fallacy. It is, and it, it, but 
Um, I think more so the dance workshop, you know, the people who are okay. creating moves and especially when the choreographer is less than yeah, uh, less than good. Um, they'll say the bodies do the, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll just do something here. Yeah, and then that becomes written into the show. Yeah. And we did this uh, during Adam's family. We did a um, a puppet workshop mm. for the Moon and Me number. Okay, and the Equity didn't know how to uh, create a contract for it, and so they created a special thing called the Uncle Fester contract. Right, and for a week we did this. Um, puppet workshop with Basil Twist and yeah. really created the best number that was in the show, yeah. I, th- I think. And so every um, other show after that tried to get the Uncle Fester contract, right? <laughs> and because it was a dance, it, it, it was the cheapest contract because yeah. it never been done. Now it's now called the under Uncle Fester contract, and you get a point in the show. But of course, Whoa. I didn't. <laughs> you, come on. <clears throat> Maybe oh they should God. all give you a point to say thank know, you yeah, for you establishing every contract. At least a free ticket. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say, Adam's family had one of the most impressive sets. I've ever seen it's gorgeous on a Julian broad Crowley, waist, yeah. like the way it would sort of like collapse in on itself yeah. and just all the different moments it could create was incredible. And the, way it and the curtain, the way the curtain would, it opened different yeah, than any curtain I've yeah, ever seen on like Broadway. A, a, um, uh, what do they call it? Um, like, a like a tapestry. No, no, I, I forget what it, uh, it almost felt like old drapes hanging yes. inside an old house yeah. that just sort of like you pulled the cord and you didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, there was a lot of fun. And it was very low tech, actually. You know, the whole Moon and Me number. Everyone thought I was on wires and stuff. And I, I just literally walked up a, a flight of black stairs. Yeah. Oh, really? And <clears throat> I had black on from my waist down and, a, and fake legs. Yeah. And then um, people manipulated my legs that were all dressed in black. Okay. Um, it's a Japanese theater technique. Um, and if you look up Matrix Ping Pong on YouTube, oh, yes, yeah. the, you, know, you can yeah. see the technique that they used. Yeah, yeah it's Whoa. really cool. That's really cool. They did that in, um, what was it, Groundhog Day, too, yes. with that car chase yeah. scene, right? Uh-huh. And in Harry Potter, they use it. Yeah. Yeah, beautifully. Well, I'm so excited that you're here, Kevin. This is, this is yes. awesome. Um, I, I do want to say how Kevin and I met. Really, which is amazing because we both come from the Broadway world, but had not met in New York. But then when I first moved to L.A., I got a a bit part in one episode of the hit show, Jesse, which Kevin was on. And so when I remember I came into uh, the first read through and I was I was kind of nervous because it was one of my first TV jobs here in L.A. And I wanted to do a good job. And Kevin came up to me and introduced himself. And he was so kind to me and so welcoming. And was like, you're a Broadway guy. I'm a Broadway guy. Come into my dressing room. American Shrek. Yes, you had. Oh, cool. And um, and you gave me one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever got. And I, I give it to people all the time about how in the theater world, when we do a first read-through, you may know this, Danny, but for our, our listeners, in the theater world, when you do a first day of rehearsal, it's very casual. They always say, you don't have to sing anything. You don't need to like make choices. Just like be present in the room. Let's just hear the words and <laughs> we'll find it all in the, the um, rehearsal process. Now, as a theater guy coming to L.A., I assumed that that was kind of the case with a read-through for a TV show. Right. 
not the case. <laughs> and Kevin told me, he was like, you need to bring your full performance to the table read. He told mm. me like right before we went in. And I was like, okay, great. And so I did. And it is absolutely true. You can get fired from a TV show. If the read through, through the read throughs at 10, they've fired people at 11 a.m. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes. And so who do they usually call? Is it the person that maybe was like their second, second choice? Yeah. Second yeah. choice. They yeah. just bring them in. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've seen it happen so many times. Because the thing is that a lot of, executives just don't have much imagination and they mm. can't see that you'll get there. They right. see that, oh, you didn't do it. You must not be able to do it. So let's find somebody that will do it. Right. But it's it's very wow. good advice. It is. You get paid even if you get fired. That's, that's true. That's, <laughs> that's kind of nice. So you might get, as well give a good performance. It only happened to me once, but it was because the episode was running long and they cut they cut my scene. Oh, but man. And I found that out the next day. But that was, it, it's it's not fun to be fired. No. No, um, it's not. That's I, why we created our own podcast that's network. Because right. nobody, nobody can fire us anymore. <laughs> we have to fire ourselves. I love it. Which might get a little dramatic. Yes. But, uh, oh my gosh. That's but this is this is so cool. I think uh, it. You know, going back, our, we have a lot of fans who listen to this show who are fans of our Christmas show, and I think I saw you in passing at Eric's Christmas party. Uh, this this last year, I was yes. like, I know that guy, <laughs> and, but I was like, I had my daughter with me, and I had to get home because it was bedtime and all the things, and so now I'm glad that I finally actually get to hang out with you. This is the, the this kid. Is really cool. the, I'm, I'm always wary of going to parties with kids, Because right. <clears throat> I end up being Bertram dad. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you have to take a lot of pictures and. Yeah. Tell me and some so. crazy fan experiences with Bertram and how he just is so beloved by kids of a certain generation that are. Now, like, how old is your fans college. of Jesse are like in college? Now? Yeah, they're yeah. like senior year of college. It, yeah. it started in uh, 11, uh, the show. So the initial run was 11 to 16. Right. And then it's just been in reruns right, yeah. eight, eight times a day Yeah, wow. since then. So all the young kids watch it. But yeah, anyone who was um, 10 to 16 years old in, in 2011. Yeah. Um, so it's... Uh, uh, the, some of the crazy things was, I was on, I was at a wedding um, reception. We were all on a bus uh -huh. in Times Square. The wedding had been in in Central Park, and we all the whole wedding party and everybody jumped on the bus. And then we came through Times Square, and the uh, couple. It was Tam Mutu, who's uh, uh, a wonderful Broadway actor, mm -hmm. and um, his wife. And <laughs> we they wanted to go up onto the TKTS booth. Uh, um, the red seats, stairs, the red yeah. stairs, yeah, and get a wedding party picture there. Sure. So we all went up there, and it was school group time in New York, <laughs> and their beautiful wedding was eclipsed by by, by it was literally Elvis walked into the building. <laughs> That's incredible. And people were screaming, and <clears throat> it, it was it, I really felt like a rock star, but I did not want to upstage the wedding. Right. Yeah. So it was really awkward. I've also had. Um, People who don't necessarily, you know, the young kids who don't necessarily understand real life from television. Sure. And they think that you live, you know, the like life Jesse. that, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the, one one little girl just said, wait, you're here. Are, is, is anyone else alive? <laughs> oh, <what>? <laughs> They're <laughs> actually living? <laughs> <laughs> you like broke her sense of oh reality. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. that's got to be a mind. So biz bizarre. So, uh, but ultimately, it's it's the the kids are amazing. The parents are the ones who are very like pushing people out of the way to yeah 
get and going to Disneyland is tough. That's yeah. like oh, round yeah. zero. For do you when you go to Disneyland? Like, do you wear a hat and kind of try to stay incognito? Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. I've had hat and glasses, and it's still. Right. I guess it's the belly. Yeah, like, yeah. I was I gonna know. say the mustache. The stash. Yeah, belly. the stash is a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've shaved it off too, and still, I don't know what they find you. Because there was a lot of episodes where I just had like scruff. And, yeah, yeah. I, don't know, it, I, I did lots of different facial hair things, but um, the the crazy thing about Disney was when you're on the show, they give you the. Um, the plaid yeah, vest. The plaid oh, yeah. You get like a little so, guide around the yeah, park. Yeah, and you, you get can to, go whenever you want. At, no, you get a certain amount. Oh, okay. And the first year, I think we got two passes. Second year, it, it doubles. Yeah. And so by the end, I was able to bring 10 friends. Whoa. And I got that like four times. Yeah, that's in incredible. And talk about the plaid rest experience, it's, but it's yeah. ruined. Disneyland <laughs> now you is can't ruined because no, 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 you don't have to wait in line, right? No, no, no. And at Disney World, they they bring you all backstage in, in a in a like a car service. Oh, really? Wow. So you go into the back of every ride, right? That's so you cool. don't even have to. That's a pro tip actually for people who go to Disneyland is when you ever see a plaid walking around in the vest. You, they might be with a celeb. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like if you're like someone who likes celebrity sightings, keep an eye on the plaids because oftentimes they have notable people that they're guiding around the parks. And because Disneyland is so small, there's not a lot of yeah. back, you uh, know, area, <laughs> backstage area to be taking people. I saw a funny person on TikTok who was saying how whenever they see somebody in the plaid vest, they like to guess if they're with a celebrity or just a rich parent really rich. who's like, <laughs> because you can just buy the service. Top, I think it's like $10,000 or something. It's but... three fifty an hour. Okay. Whoa. Per person. Per person. Wow. <laughs> and do you have yeah. to commit to a minimum amount of hours? I think so. Yeah. yeah I think probably. You're, probably I'll four. take 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> right. I just really want to get on all the rides really railway. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get on Rise of the Resistance. Oh, There's wow. also like, you'll sit at a table and the plaid will go get your food for you. Whoa. I mean, that's... That's kind of nice. And are you supposed to tip them at the end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they get they do very well. Okay. And and it's fun to test them. You know, talk <laughs> about the whole trivia thing. I mean, right. it is. They have to know their stuff. Right. And and we've we've uh, we've tripped them up a couple times. Nice. Do you still go when you go nowadays? Do you still go with a plaid when when I, you're there? No, I don't get it for free. So. Oh, okay. So no. <laughs> I'll no, just and I did through. it. I you know I did it probably probably. 10 to 15 times during Jesse and yeah. wow and you kind of burn out yeah yeah I mean I haven't been back to see Star Wars or anything so I I, I, I should go to do that it's pretty good yeah, so it's pretty good. I saw just the other day actually I was gonna do this in um Disney News but I'll, okay. I'll share it here um there was uh, a guy who's he's a travel TikToker and he usually finds great deals. And he was talking about how they have a trip that you can take. Speaking of luxury Disney items, right? That takes you to every. It goes around the world and it hits all of the Disney parks Whoa. and it builds in like when you're in France, you go to the Eiffel Tower and you do you sort of get an around the world trip with stops at every Disney park. Wow! And I think it takes 28 days. It's a 28 day trip. Um, but it's one hundred nine thousand dollars. Oh wow! Per person. It's, per person. Yeah. Wow. wow. And is that all your accommodations? That's everything all your is flights? included. That's. Uh, I think it even said uh, food is included, flights, okay. everything. So I mean, if you got twenty eight days and you got one hundred thousand dollars laying around. Yeah, there you go. I feel like good. if you have 28 days free, there's a good chance you have $109,000 <laughs> lying around. Is there too. Disney Cruise 2 on there? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's all flights. It's all but flights. Yeah. Wow. You know, you're talking about TikTok. We, we should mention the whole Ratatouille thing. Yes. Which has really exploded into this cult 
uh, phenomenon right. that that people um, they want to see this thing done. Yeah, and we're trying to work on a, a benefit concert, a live concert. Right, but it really is unprecedented. For those of you who don't know, that it was. It's the first crowdsourced musical. Yeah, right. Where because um, you wrote everyone, your own songs, right? There was. It started with this school teacher who just sang this uh, little ditty while she was vacuuming. Yeah, that was Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. <laughs> yeah. And then this uh, guy who's a musical director um, orchestrated it, uh-huh. and with a full Disney orchestration. Yeah. yeah. And then people started writing um, and posting their songs to TikTok. And about a month into it, um, uh, I wrote this Anyone Can Cook at the recommendation of uh, Sam Kite, who's yeah. my, my TikTok producer. And uh, I sat at the piano. I wrote it down in like 15 minutes because I thought, oh, Anyone Can Cook. It's yeah. it's obvious song. Yeah. yeah. It's the uh, Gusteau's book. And <clears throat> it when it hit 1.5 million in like one day. Whoa. And the next day, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times called me. Whoa. I'm like, well, I've been trying to get this kind of press for 30 years. I write <laughs> I got, one I'll stupid totally little song. Yeah. And within a week, producers in New York had uh, called me and said, we're going to do um, a concert and we're trying to get Disney to sign off on it. Then... Disney was like, no, you know, you can do it as a charity event. Yeah. So we raised uh, over $2 million for the Actors Fund wow. on New Year's Day. That's incredible. And, and, and wasn't there, a, there was some sort of billboard element in Times Square, didn't they have a For bunch? Emmy nomination. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. the digital Emmy nomination. That's incredible. And a great cast, you know, Wayne Brady and, um, oh, God, uh, Titus Burgess and yeah. Mary Testa and, um, really great. So it's on YouTube. Uh, you can catch it. It's, That's incredible. Is that what really sort of catapulted your presence on TikTok? Was that moment? It was sort of the beginning. It was okay. t- it was a combination of COVID and being bored. <laughs> and uh, at the election, the Biden election, I posted uh, a quick a quick video, and that sort of went crazy. And so that was the the start. Okay. And, and now I just hit ten million followers. Congratulations! 10 That's ten million. Oh, huge. Do you ever think about that number? Like, yeah, it's L.A. County. It's the population of L.A. Right. County. Wow. Like, that's a wild... How? Do, tell me about the brain gymnastics of that. Because, I mean, sometimes I think about, you know, even 100,000 people would be like Michigan Stadium, which is the biggest football stadium. Right. And to think of all of those people, all those eyes, all that attention being at something that you could post. Get my brain to the 10 million mark. It's... it's uh, I look at it uh, in a global... Um, way, I mean, this is the power of TikTok. Yeah, is I was in Italy and little Italian children ran up to me and go, TikTok, TikTok, not even Bertram. Wow. Right. Last night down in um, uh, downtown, we were walking to dinner and and uh, to to uh, tourists from Spain. Yeah. That's uh, we're like Bertram, <laughs> España, you big in España. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. Oh, so so it really is global. Yeah. Uh, and then TikTok will show you in, in, in analytics where you're trending, where you're popular. Yeah. And Chile. Cool. Okay. Uh, um, uh, Peru, Argentina. 
South America. Um, yeah, yeah, really big. big. In South America. Big, you should you need, a yeah. you need a t-shirt that says big in South America. I'm big in South America. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. We're really big in Latvia, according to oh, our, really? our analytics for the podcast. Oh, podcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really, so hello, fans. Latvia. Yeah. We appreciate all, you, all, all your listeners. But it is weird to comprehend. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's wild. And it's just cool to watch. It seems like once you reach that certain level, it just feels like you just keep growing and growing and growing yeah. and growing. Yeah. We're like... It's 10 million now. Maybe next time we talk to you or whatever, it could be 15. It could be 20, which is wild. And it's just incredible that whatever message you feel like sharing, that you have this audience that you can now impact. And I think it's the beauty. It's the sort of, we talk about this on the show a lot, is like social media and, you know, it's the yin and yang of the feelings about it is that like, Yes, it has the negative aspects, but if you're a person that puts positive things out into the world, I just love the democratization of now, you don't need an NBC or a CBS. If you have something you want to say, you can literally just pick up your phone and there might be, you know, 10 million people who get exposed to what you have to say. And that's that you can create that ripple effect in such a measurable way is really, really cool. I And I really don't think that it would have exploded if COVID hadn't happened mm. yeah. as much. Okay. Because people were... Bored, bored, yeah. yeah, bored and wanting a creative outlet. Yeah, I mean, it it really magnified it. Uh, so, uh, it it's made me write more music. Mm. Um, I was a sort of a closet composer, and yeah. and now I'm I'm writing constantly. I love I love that you know this thing that maybe people think of you being an inspiration to them has also inspired you it's very like we talk about this on the show a lot is that people will leave comments or you know send us reviews and you're like gosh you just you lift my spirits you make me feel so good yeah. and it's like well you saying that back to us makes us feel good yeah. makes us feel inspired and i very think true. you know it i think that is the human spirit uh when the human spirit is at its best it's people just feeding into each yeah. other it's all like the time the old uh, paul mccartney quote the love you make is or the love you take, take is equal to, lo- to the love you make yeah exactly yeah I mean, we are the Paul McCartney that's of right. podcasts. I don't know if you knew that about us, but that's that's who we are. Um, oh, bloody. That's right. Yeah. Um, but don't sing too much more. We'll have to pay for no. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the countdown, yeah? Do it. Chris, why don't you hit us with that sweet, sweet music? There it is. <laughs> that's, our, that's our countdown Do you know what music. that sound is? Uh, it sounds like a game show. Isn't what is the it? sound of when you the sign into the parks at with like the, Disney World? Oh, Disney World with, the, with like the Magic bands. Band, your ticket, that little disc thing that like lights up and the ring comes around. Oh, yes, we I get just, the little whistle. I think here at Disneyland it goes, but at Disney World they get the ding 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 ding. I just found out they don't stamp your hand anymore; they take your picture. Yeah, oh, yeah. isn't that it's wild? wild? We're getting yeah. old. We oh. we talked Did a you want to couple weeks hand? ago about a person who implanted a Magic Band oh, into her arm. So that she could like not even have to wear a, a wristband, she could just go and become part Disney cyborg. I mean, live your truth, but also I'm not <laughs> be doing careful. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No um, tattoos. Or... All right, so we are continuing uh, our top Disney heroes list. Yes. Uh, last week we did ten through six. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we're going to do five through one with our special guest Kevin. Um, I will start here, um, and then we'll go to Danny, and then you can go uh, last. Uh, and we're going to remind viewers of what we had ten through six. For my 10, I had Peter Pan. Number nine, I had Wreck-It Ralph. Number eight, I had Merida. Number seven, I had Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. Number six, I had Simba. 
So now we're combined number solid five. Solid ten through six. Well, you've um, had three of mine. <laughs> that's all right. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, there there are only Kevin's so like, well, that was my Disney list. Thank heroes. you so much for having me, everybody. All right, yeah. see you later. <laughs> um, all right, so my number five is going to be Tiana from Princess oh, and the Oh, strong. Um, and this is why. Uh, obviously, she's a dreamer. Great quality mm. of a Disney hero is to be a big dreamer. Uh, we love that. But what I like about Tiana is she's also a doer, right? Mm. There's plenty of Disney heroines and heroes who are like, I want this thing. I want a star to make it happen for me or magic or mm, someone to a fairy godmother, uh, a fairy godmother yeah. or a prince to come do it. But what I like about Tiana is she says, I'm not waiting. Yeah. I, I know what I want and I know how to get it. And so I'm going to work super hard for it. I love that opening scene of the movie when she's like working day and night and bringing home like a little bit of money and putting it into the little right. cans and she falls asleep just to wake up to go to work again. It's just so real life, which I love. Um, so I like that she's a doer. I like that she's tough. I like that she does it for her daddy. Mm-hmm. We, in my family, we always quote the way that she says, I love you, daddy. Because <laughs> in that kind of like old right. uh, Louisiana way, and my oh, kids yeah. like to say that to me. Um, and I just like that she doesn't wait for anyone to do it for her. Mm. She like pushes through uh, and just a great character. So my number five selection is Tiana from Strong. Princess and the Frog. And she's got an incredible song. Oh, Almost There has yeah. just grown on me. Great. So much because I I just shared on the show recently I hadn't seen Princess and the Frog until probably four weeks ago maybe I don't know why I just never got around to it and then I just the soundtrack is incredible that New Orleans Fire, jazz style as the kids say it, it slaps yeah is that the one uh, Jen Cody Broadway? yep Jen Cody's in it yep Broadway actress yeah, yeah. Michael Leon Rose is in it yeah does Anikanoni Rose do the speaking voice of yeah. Tiana as well yeah, okay so she's all the way around dual threat look at that love that. Uh, strong. Okay, so recapping my 10 through 6, at number 10, I had Andy's mom from Toy Story. Uh, at number 9, I had Bing Bong from Inside Out. At number 8, I had Remy from Ratatouille. Yes. At number 7, I had Mirabelle from Encanto. And at number 6, I had Hops from Zootopia. So I really was like wanting to get real creative with sure. my 10 through six. So uh, this number five selection, not as creative. This one, this person is basically, I think, like historically the definition sure. of hero. And that's going to be Hercules. Sure. Uh, zero to hero. So strong might say. choice. Very strong. He's a, he's a major <laughs> Muscular hunk. choice. <laughs> a very muscular choice. Very muscular. Um, I actually just recently rewatched the movie. I hadn't watched it in, the, in a while. And like... Yeah. The story is sort of like emblazoned in my mind. I'd shared this with Eric before on the show, but when my dad uh, worked at CNBC here in LA, so like we would go to a lot of press events when I was a kid growing up. And so when they released uh, Hercules the movie and they did like some sort of parade at Disneyland, we got invited and we got to watch the movie in the great moments with Mr. Lincoln Theater. And they gave us like cassette tapes with Zero to Hero on it. And so like that story was just, I felt like I knew it so well, but it'd probably been... I don't know, 15, 20 years since I actually sat down and watched the movie. And I just love the story of this kid who, you know, you think he's born to Zeus. Like, he's going to have the most glamorous life that's ever been lived. And he gets stolen away. And Hades has this horrible plan. and But he knows that there's something about him. He just senses all throughout his entire life that, like, there's something. I will go the distance, you know? And then he finally figures out who he is and puts in the work to become what he aspires to be, to get back to be with his parents, to make his parents proud. And then when he makes that choice, when his power has been taken away from him towards the end of the movie, and he still decides he's going to go fight that huge, whatever that one-eyed thing is, that he, and he, but he figures out a way to do it. And then the way that he sacrifices himself 
to save Meg at the end. Like, I just think there's... Yes, sorry, sorry if you've never seen Hercules before, but you've probably had about 30 years. Um, But yeah, I just think on the surface, when you see a picture of Hercules, you're like, oh, this person has just had this perfect life and they're super strong and everybody loves them. But like the kid has overcome a lot of hardship and he's teased so much, you know, because nobody understands him when he like wrecks the whole town when he's a kid and they call him a freak and all these sorts of things, but he never lets any of that beat him. He knows that he's meant for greatness and he does everything and then some to achieve that godlike status and essentially saves the world, you know, yeah. in the end. So that's why I've got uh, Hercules at number five. Strong. I like Zero it. To I, I also had Hercules. And when a, when a hero knows what he's meant to be and, and knows that he's bound for greatness, that's that's the classic Greek yeah. hero. I kind of like the anti-hero mm. or the hero does, that doesn't know he's a hero. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorites of that is Dory in Finding Nemo. Mm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yes. she's the op- opposite of a yeah. hero. Yeah. And, and yet, because of her optimism and her um, tunnel vision, mm-hmm. literal <laughs> tunnel vision, um, she, she has a quest um, to, to uh, find... Um, Nemo's dad. Nemo's yeah. dad, and 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 the, the characters surrounding her. I mean, I I, I find myself quoting it so, a lot of times. I'll just go, mine, 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 <laughs> mine, right. mine. But uh, Ellen DeGeneres' uh, voiceover is so perfect. Perfect. Mm. She she really and she's not really known as an actress. Right. In fact, yeah. The couple movies she has done. They not very were, good. They weren't great. <laughs> yeah. But, you forget that it's Ellen DeGeneres. <clears throat> yeah, you do. Yeah. Which, she has a very recognizable voice, but you're so right that like she, her performance in that role, just she disappears into it. Which is, uh, really, and Albert Brooks is so oh, great in it. So, okay. um, so, Dory, the anti-hero. I like so you're that. you number five? Yeah. All right. I, like I mean, that. I love that. It was, it was Hercules. We moved it. I'm sorry, Hercules. We like to be on the fly. We like it. I love Dory. Were we talking about that recently of like who is the hero in Nemo? Because that would that came up a lot when we were starting to put together our lists of is like sometimes you you see like the movie Little Mermaid you go right. oh Ariel's the hero but then you start thinking about well who really is yeah. the hero in that story and that's why like going back to where I selected Bing Bong like you think of joy you think of sadness but you don't necessarily think of this like imaginary friend who like sacrifices yeah. themselves to save everybody and I I think that's the beauty of Disney is that if you make the choice. You can find some really cool, beautiful, hidden sort of messages mm-hmm. in, yeah. in these stories. Um, and Pixar obviously does that beautifully. Yeah. Um, all right. My number four selection, I love this guy. This is one of my most uh, lovable heroes. And that's Wally. Oh, <laughs> wow. One? We're just stealing <laughs> Kevin's list. Uh, uh, it's all right. I won't say much so you get a chance if you want to still use him. No, no, no. Um, what I like about Wally is that he cannot be stopped, mm. right? And that might be the robot in him, but it also might be his heart. Mm. And uh, I like that he searches for love at all times. Yeah. You know, I love the way that he watches the old clips from Hello Dolly and like he li- he's living on Earth essentially alone, just still doing his job, got a good attitude about it and making the garbage little squares and right. pushing them along. And then when he finds love with... You know, I just love the way that he like finds his way to make it to space right. and to chase her down. And and I just think that he's a great role model for kids. Mm. A lot of times we think like, oh, be like Hercules or be mm. like, you know, one of the Prince Charming or whatever. But I think Wally is a great example for kids yeah. of just like, just keep a positive 
outlook on life and put positivity into the world and just try to be helpful and follow where you're going and keep pushing towards it. And yeah, I think that uh, Wally's a great character. So, And every child should know Jerry Herman's songs. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> they should. Oh, 100%. Should. I love him I singing Sunday many, Clothes. I wonder if there's kids that think that like that clip of him from watching Hello, Dolly is just like, Something Some that they made for yeah. like, oh, this is this little robot watching an old musical. But I wonder if they know that it's. I know a couple people who had never seen that movie. And, yeah, and it's actually a fun movie. It's a great movie. I mean, Michael am, Crawford, I'm Gene Kelly, directed Gene Kelly directed it. There's a great story that Michael Crawford tells about Gene Kelly when he was directing Hello Dolly, and it was one of Michael Crawford's big, big first jobs. And he like went to meet with him in a hotel room, and Gene Kelly like made him dance on his coffee table to like prove that he could dance. Wow! And he was like, I couldn't dance. And Gene Kelly, of all people, is telling me to like <laughs> do a dance on his on coffee, coffee table. table. <laughs> yeah, wow. crazy. He, I feel like maybe you know nowadays might be one of the more underappreciated performers. In the history of entertainment, Who, Gene, Crawford? Gene Kelly. Oh, Gene Kelly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I, my daughter loves Gene Kelly. My four and a half year old daughter is obsessed, oh, wow. with, and has been obsessed with him since she first saw Singing in the Rain. Just the clip of him dancing in the rain, and then the one clip that I feel like doesn't get chatted about not, enough is I'm blanking on the movie, but when he dances in the roller skates. Uh, uh, is that from American in Paris? No, no, it's, it's from like it's, it's something called like. Solution, it's called but... she likes me and so do i yeah like, i know, and he, I know he just the the choreography of that number not just him dancing but the way the background moves around him and yeah. the cars that are driving through and to do the whole thing on metal roller skates yeah. who does that gene kelly, gene kelly That's right. does that so he's in my number four no uh, it's gene <laughs> kelly no uh number four for me is gonna be a, a team you can't have one without sure. the other and that's Mike and Sully sure. from Monsters, Inc. Monsters, Inc., yeah. I just, I think they are sort of like Laurel and Hardy, you know, in, in their humor. And I'm, as our listeners know, and Kevin, Eric and I are huge throwbacks. You know, we love the classics. And so for me, like, I grew up watching the Marx Brothers. I grew up watching Laurel and Hardy. And I feel like they have a lot of that. And, and you pair up John Goodman and Billy Crystal together. And I just yeah. think their performances are fantastic. I love this idea of monsters that we see that we think of as children as being like terrifying but really they just have the biggest hearts yeah. in the world and the way that they just sacrifice what they believe to be safety because everyone has said like if a child comes in here or even an article of clothing yeah. like you gotta you gotta be decontaminated and all this sort of stuff that they sacrifice what they believe to be their safety to save this little child yeah. i just think is so beautiful and that moment uh at the end when soli gets to go back and see boo again yeah. and the door open i'm gonna get chills thinking about it and he goes boo and then you hear her go kitty it's yeah. just like the most beautiful <laughs> yeah. moment like it'll make me cry thinking about it but just the way that they fight off uh what's his name not not russell randall yeah. um and you know just how horrible he is and to be so heroic and to team up together i just and they, they save the whole mon monstro the world. Monstropolis. They, yeah. they save the whole place and theoretically make the world better because of the way they discover that laughter is better yeah. than crying. Um, so I just, I love them as a team. I love them as characters. So that's going to be my number four, Mike and Soli. Nice. All right. I'm trying to adjust my list because sure. of, because we picked all of them. I had Wreck-It Ralph on there. <laughs> you can still um, use those. It's okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just didn't, I don't want to repeat. Um, I love Stitch. Mm. Um, and Stitch was programmed to kill, right? Yeah. I mean, and so fighting against the his programming yeah. um, to 
basically just like sandwiches and cuddles. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's me. That's yeah. me in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm always going against my darker, darker side just oh to, gosh, to find my sandwiches and cuddles. That, I love so I love that yeah. movie. It's so beautiful yeah. and, and um, unexpected. I just it seemed like it came out of a, a time that there the the whole animation department had hadn't really yeah they were they were there's a new wave coming in yeah. the old wave uh, leaving so yeah. I love that and I love that whole message of that movie of. Ohana means family and yeah. not leaving anybody behind. It's just totally. So yep. um, all right. My number three selection is going to be uh, a character that reminds me so much of my daughter mm. um, because she looks a little bit like my daughter and they're just a similar kind of spunkiness. And that's Rapunzel. Mm. Um, Rapunzel was, was Sophie's really her first favorite princess. Like yeah. when she was probably three two and a half three i remember her like spinning around and her golden hair just like rapunzel like spinning around and so she she loves rapunzel i think that's a highly under i don't want to say under um valued but it's underappreciated mm. i feel because mm -hmm. tangled is such a great movie great songs great characters beautiful to look at and it doesn't get a ton of representation in like the Disney parks and stuff. I mean, you'll see Rapunzel will be on the princess float. And the, I think Disneyland has like a Rapunzel meet and greet area that yeah, they've got that like Royal court area where you have yeah. to wait in line and you don't know what princesses yeah, yeah. are going to be inside. Might be Rapunzel. Right. Be but no, isn't there something like right next to Pinocchio? They used to, I think there they used to be a Rapunzel yeah. like meet and greet spot. They had but, the tower there. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so I just like that. She has tons of spunk. Uh, she has lots of talents, obviously, mm. from that first, you know, she plays chess, she paints, she right. reads books, uh, all these things, plays guitar. She's a super positive attitude. She's very tough. I like that she speaks up for herself. I like the, you know, the scene when she has essentially a home invasion uh, from Flynn Rider. <laughs> right. And she, like, handles herself. She hits him with a frying pan. She puts him, you know, locks him away into the uh, the dresser or whatever. He comes out. She ties him up with the hair. She doesn't, like, just go, oh, no, there's a man in my tower. You right, know? Right. Like, she, like, handles herself. <laughs> and I like that. I think that's a great role model for uh, for young girls. So, the performance by Mandy Moore in that role of Rapunzel is just chef's kiss. Um, but I just, I, I love that movie. And I think that Rapunzel is a great, great Disney hero. She's got a positive attitude. She doesn't stop dreaming. She gets her happy ending in the end. She's tough. She's modern. I love it. I wonder if it was ignored because it goes back to the original Grimm. It's not, a, it's not original. So everyone thinks, mm. oh, I know that story. Right. Yeah. I'm right. going to watch that movie. Yeah. Because um, all of the, the Disney movies are, are more, I mean, I'm sure there are um, uh, source materials, but they're not yeah. as known. Yes, as like the Hans Christian Andersen stories sure, or, yeah, or yeah. the Grimm Grimm brothers. Yeah, and people just assume that yeah they would they know, know how it, it ends. Oh, yeah. it's like Snow White or Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Yeah, yeah right. I know that story so much more though. It's a great film. My my daughter is in that Rapunzel yeah. obsession phase. It's like one day it's Elsa, the next day it's Rapunzel. They need a, a GPS princess tracker. That would Ooh, be amazing. That'd be a good app. You just yeah. pop a little air tag in. Yeah, you can still <laughs> call it. You can still call the GPS <laughs> Global right. Princess System or something yeah, the like global that. Global Princess. Yeah, yes. right. I love that idea, uh, but love that selection, Eric. Uh, so number three for me, I'm going to go uh, with a princess that really, because of my daughters, uh, has grown on me a lot, and that's Moana. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I took a long time to watch Moana for the first time, and really. I only really ever watched it because 
my daughter. My older daughter wanted to watch it. And now both of my kids are so obsessed with that movie, with the music. Literally, like my one and a half year old, when she wakes up in the morning, her first thing is she'll go, thank you. Thank you. She wants me to play You're Welcome right, yeah. by by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I've really started to gain an appreciation for Moana's arc. Yeah. You know, it's it's this age old story. It's, it's similar to Hercules in the sense that like you feel like there's something out there in the world calling you. But like everyone that you love and trust, with the exception of her grandmother, is telling you you can't do that thing. Yeah. You have to stay here. But she makes that decision and not for herself, but because she believes that it's for it's going to be better for everybody else. And she does something she's never she never really learned how to sail properly. And she goes out into this ocean and just trusts that what she feels inside of her is going to guide her and to stand up to this demigod, to stand up to Maui over and over again and say, like, no, I am Moana of Montanui. And like, you are going to take me to this place like I just love you watch her strength just grow and grow and grow and grow as the film goes on and she's just like stepping into her light and you sort of to watch it through Maui's eyes is really funny. He's like, are you kidding? Yeah. This, this girl right here is going to boss me around and she does and she does it so, so beautifully. And even like the ocean sort of bows at, at her feet in a sense. And I just love any time someone has something in them whatever it is that you want to do in life and maybe there's people around you who aren't supporting you but you know that you have pure intentions and you know what you are made to do and no matter to overcome all of that negativity to go out and live a bright life i just think is such a heroic thing to do and to go out beyond the reef which is like in her world the most terrifying thing ever and to face that villain in her life I just think that takes incredible strength. Uh, I think she's a great role model uh, to young girls growing up to be strong, that you can be the hero in the story and that you don't need to need anybody else. You can just be you and be strong. And I think that's a great message. And that's why I've got Moana at number three. Nice. I was thinking about the the uh, what are the, the Greek rules for a hero, you know, in, right. in, in Greek drama. And there was, they, they, they had to have a tragic flaw. Yes. Right? That they battle. Yeah. Um, if it's a, if it's a tragedy, comic heroes were a little different. Um, and, uh, one of the great tragic flawed heroes I think is the beast. Mm. Uh, oh. and, and what he has to overcome. Yeah. Uh, and the darkness and, I was thinking about Belle too, but Belle doesn't really change. No, um, she's, she's, pretty, she's pretty much the um, uh, the catalyst for him to change. Yeah, and uh, so uh, yeah, my my number my number three is the Beast, like and he has some. Yeah, I'm I'm so sad he doesn't have um, the song in the Broadway show is so much oh, better, and I'm wondering yeah. why they didn't. Uh, <laughs> Best lyrics in a Broadway show ever. Yeah. And you know, uh, Michael, my husband, was the assistant director on the original Broadway show. I did not know that. Yes. yes, and Rob Roth, who directed it, uh, I went to school with him with, at Rutgers with him. Very cool. And he he pitched that, you know, it was the very first, first Disney. Broadway musical yeah. for Disney. And he pitched it um, so many times and worked so hard. Uh, he, he, he brought in a magician uh, to create the chip illusion. Uh-huh. Mm. And um, and and showed how they would do the transformation, right? And uh, really worked. You know, he was working in the parks, directing parades. Wow. 
and and so and cool. the little half hour shows. Did they have a Disney theatricals no. like division? So nope. who was he pitching to? Just like some creatives, uh, and then they created. Uh, yeah, I think it was old, Schneider. Was uh, it Schumacher? Uh, Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. No. Is that his name? The guy who wears the like brightly colored glasses. Schumacher. Shoemaker. Um, I'm blanking. I'm old. No, I'm you're so not. Old. No, you're not. That was I thought, you know that was thirty years ago. The Beauty and the Beast Beauty was? And the Beast, yeah. That was the first Broadway show I ever saw. Oh, wow. It was Whoa. a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people's first My Broadway first show. Broadway show was a Disney show, too. What was it? Mary Poppins. There you go. Yeah. Mine, was, mine was Peter Pan. There you go. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That wasn't Disney. Uh, <laughs> but it is in our hearts. That's yeah, right. It is. Oh, my gosh. That's um, so cool. I've, I've been having a problem, Kevin. Peter Pan is my absolute favorite, everything about it. And so we've been doing all these lists, and I keep finding Peter Pan being at the top of every <laughs> single list. And so I made a conscious effort this week to not put Peter Pan at number one. So I put him at number 10, but he's really number one in my heart. Um, <laughs> you have to see Sandy Duncan uh, go on YouTube and see see her sandy duncan i'm flying yeah mm. a british uh, television show filmed the broadway um that just that number yeah, that yeah. sequence and it'll make you cry mm. it's theater magic yeah i i need to do that I, I my daughter was so when they did peter pan live i was like i think that was one of the first nbc maybe mm-hmm. sound of music was the first one but they did peter pan live with like uh, Christopher Walken and Christian Borle. Best ever been. Who, who played Peter? I'm trying to think. Oh, it was um, uh, Allison, Allison Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, Brian Williams' daughter. daughter. Um, but my daughter loved that thing. Yeah. It was not the greatest thing not. ever. <laughs> and it was long. It was like three Ooh. and a half hours. And when you could so, you could see like um, stagehands in it. Yes. And oh, I, it and was, Christopher Walken was oh, clearly not directing. No. Was just like no. given the keys, and we're like, we're just gonna film whatever you do. But Sophie loved it, and we would have to watch this three and a half hour bad Peter Pan live, <laughs> like at least three times a week. It was it was a it was a real situation. Isn't that crazy when you love something as a child, and then you go back and look at it, right? Like we were talking about those Kurt Russell movies yeah. that I was obsessed with. And you go back the and, early boy, they were ones, yeah. made on the cheap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, all right, my number two. We're almost to number one. My number two, uh, I think you're going to like this, Danny. Okay. I, I Hopefully I'm not stealing one of yours. Okay. Um, it's going to be Woody. Oh. I think that Woody from Toy Story yep. is a classic hero, right? I love that he faces seemingly insurmountable odds with every new film uh, and we'll see what happens in Toy Story 5 right um, but I, I think he's obviously a born leader uh, he looks out for others which is such a great quality he tries to take care of them I like that he always has a plan and even when he doesn't he's like all right I'm gonna keep moving forward until a plan presents itself yep um, which is great I think I love that he has a strong sense of duty um, and I just you know I think that Tom Hanks, is another one of those like performances where Tom Hanks is so recognizable and so like omnipresent as Tom Hanks, but he disappears when I'm watching Mm. Toy Story. I don't feel like I'm hearing a performance by Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm seeing this character of Woody. Um, And I, I wouldn't even necessarily say that is the case for Tim Allen. I think Mm -hmm. Tim Allen disappears a little bit, but I still kind of feel like when I'm watching buzz, I'm like, that's Tim Allen playing the character of buzz. But Woody just really is like, he seems like something that is really alive. Um, and I just think I love the journey that that character has taken over four films of really being like, I'm, I need to get back to Andy. 
oh, geez, okay, we need to help Andy through this transition. Okay, we have new people, but is Andy good? Okay, now we need to make sure this new people are good. Are all the toys good? Is everybody all right? And then eventually to take a moment to be like, what do I need? And what, you know, what, right. what can fulfill me? Um, and I just, I love, I love the character of Woody. I just love him. I think that he's uh, a role model for, for boys and girls. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so my number two selection is going to be Woody. He was on my earlier list, mm. but I did not include him actually in, in my top 10. Uh, and I, I'm going to call an audible here cause I did have somebody else at my number two. Mm. But I'm going to switch that person out because you've inspired me in this moment. And I'm going to put, as my number two, I'm going to put Buzz. There you go. I'm going to put Buzz. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. We took another of Kevin's. Do you want me to do my other one? <laughs> no, no. Go, one. go, go, go. Uh, so, we can both talk about Yeah, it. we can yeah. both talk about Buzz. I just, I think, you know, going back to, you know, what Kevin has been sharing about, like, you know, sort of like overcoming hardship and like the flaws, like Buzz I feel like is the perfect definition of, of that in so many senses because he's just got this huge ego thing going on. And then his whole reality comes crashing down around him about, well, like, who am I? And I think, you know, maybe it's the, you know, 40 year old in me that like has been going through like a midlife crisis for the last year or so. And just as your life changes and like who you were or who you were, thought you were working to be for all this time, isn't necessarily what aligns with you anymore, or even what you want to be and even who you are. Like it, it, it can be very confusing when like your whole reality of 35, 40 years or the way Buzz was programmed to be that for infinity, this yeah. is just who he's always been. And now it's like, no, you're not that thing and everything you're programmed to do doesn't matter at all. Yeah. To not allow, to not let that break you, break your spirit. Yeah. To feel it, I think that that's heroic. You know, I think, you know, we're all guilty of this at some point in our, our life when hardship comes, confusion comes, you want to put it in, you want to put it in the corner or you want to put it behind that door and you don't want to deal with it because if you just keep it over there, then this other 99% of who I am, I'm going to be fine. And that just doesn't exist. Um, but I think anyone who's been through any major hardship in life knows that it doesn't go away. And the sooner you face it as hard as it is, um, the more you can step into who you really are. Because um, you're just denying who you are if you deny pain that you've gone through. And I think for Buzz to make that decision to own who he is, that's heroic. Um, and to find his place and to not try to usurp Woody. Yeah. You know, to know that like this is Woody's space and that Woody's strengths are these and these are going to be my strengths over here. I think that's very heroic as well. And I think the two of them together... They're just such a dynamic duo and to see the heart that Buzz has and the way that he expresses that throughout the movies and seeing the soft spot of Buzz when Jesse comes along, yeah. I just think is he just has such a cool arc and the way that he takes on the mantle of being the new lead once Woody decides, I don't, I need to move on. Yeah. That he says, you know, they're like, is Woody a lost toy? And he's like, no, I don't think he's ever been more found or more home or yeah. whatever he says. Like... Buzz is basically saying in that moment, like, I guess, I, I guess. I'm, I, we're yeah. safe, guys. Yeah. I got you. And I just, I, what, a, what a journey from when you first meet Buzz sure. to seeing who he becomes a, a, as, a, as a character is so cool. So that's why I got him at, at number two. I'm so moved by that. That's oh. so <laughs> <laughs> it really is lovely. Yeah. And it's so true that, the, that 
when we're programmed, we, we talked about this before with uh, with uh, uh, Stitch, mm. is that, you know, when you're programmed to be a negative thing, like you're, you're an evil killing machine, or you're, you're made to be a narcissistic um, flying, flying spaceman, <laughs> yeah, right. how do you fight against that? And it, it's brilliant writing, really, but... I, I think Toy Story really um, catapulted. I mean, well, it was the first first Pixar, Pixar right? Yeah. Right. But the writing, more so than anything, it yeah. just it went to a different level. Yeah. Um, and it hit. I I remember seeing it with. Uh, I took my two um, cousins, who were like eight and ten, and they were laughing at stuff that uh, we didn't. I mean, we were like, oh, that's cute. Sure. But we were laughing at things that were much more emotional, much more. Um, yeah. And especially the way that that ego starts to crumble yeah. with Buzz. It's so funny. You're like a toy is, right. is, is having this complicated life crisis. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and somehow figuring it out. Yeah. My favorite moment, though, I was just reminded in my head about it. Was the um, the the claw? <laughs> I I don't th- I the, I re- that, that was the last time I literally fell out of my seat laughing because <laughs> you know we've had so many horrible nights in in the arcade trying to get that yes. toy. Yes. <laughs> and, oh my god! Yeah. And that claw thing is so maddening. Yes. But to make it this religious experience, yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. chosen yeah. my friends. <laughs> Good luck to you. I'm going to a better place. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But Buzz, I, I totally agree. Buzz and Woody together. Yeah, they really are dynamic. Yeah. Um, that's good. We're all agreed. That's great. Um, <laughs> all right. My number one is, I mean, I think it goes without saying. Are we all going to go the same place here? Mickey Mouse. Oh. I'm going Mickey Mouse. Okay. And and I'm going to preface that with saying essentially Mickey slash Walt. Okay. Because I think that Mickey is such a huge part of who Walt Disney was. And the spirit of Walt Disney and obviously what the Disney company has come to be and represent, maybe more what it represents than what it comes to be or has come to be. But I just think that Mickey is this icon of Americana of like positivity and like nothing can hold me down. You know, just this like American attitude of like I will push my way through and I might be an underdog and I might be small and I might not have a shirt on, but like I can figure it out, you know? Um, uh, <laughs> my daughter was just showing me this really cute. If you've never seen it, it I'm sure you can find it. Um, there's a drawing of Winnie the Pooh and Mickey and Mickey is wearing a red shirt with red pants. It's like okay. a onesie kind of thing. And he looks at Pooh who is naked and he cuts off his shirt and he gives his red shirt to Winnie the Pooh, which is why Winnie the Pooh wears a red uh. shirt, but no pants. <laughs> and Mickey only has red pants on. It's, it's That's very cute. hysterical. Very, very cute. Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, I like that Mickey is a, ha- always has a positive attitude. I also like that Mickey gets mad, mm. you know, like if you follow the journey of, the way that Mickey has been portrayed, they just did a cool documentary that's on Disney Plus mm. about Mickey because um, it's uh, an, an anniversary is coming up. Right. And they were saying how, you know, at first he was like very spunky in the early, you know, Steamboat Willie kind of days. But then he had this weird kind of section where they felt like they couldn't 
do anything. He couldn't do anything negative mm. because he represented too much of the brand. And it was like, you can't ever show him getting mad or hurt. He just always has to be smiley and everything's great. Right. But then they kind of figured out, well, no, we can give him some personality. And, you know, I like in some of the, like the Christmas shorts when he gets like mad at Pluto and he's kind of a jerk, you know, but then mm. he apologizes for it and he moves past it. And then I love the new, have you guys seen the new Disney uh, or the new Mickey shorts that no. they do? They're really cool. If you go on Disney Plus, they started them about two years ago, and it's a it's a really cool animation style where it's kind of like chunkier and it looks more like big black markers were kind of drawing it. Mm. Um, but it is it it the thing it most closely resembles is Ren and Stimpy. Okay. It, it literally is like Mickey will like run through something and all his skin will fall off and he's oh, just whoa. like a skeleton. He's like oh god, and then he puts his skin back on. Or <laughs> it like really is kind of dark but in a fun way yeah and and in mickey is just always screaming and like trying to figure out how to get to Minnie. they're really cool but they're they have a much faster pace anyways back to why mickey is a great hero <laughs> i just think that like i love the journey that he has had in the history of of the company and and america um and i just think that his you know you can't stop me attitude mm. that is so iconic and is so what I think all of the Disney characters somehow have filtered into them um, is why I'm putting Mickey the Mouse at number one. It's a great selection. I mean, nothing gets kids more excited at Disneyland than watching Mickey walk out of a door. Like, mm -hmm. it's it, kids, adults, everybody starts yeah. shouting ah, at that mouse. You know, that, that all these years later, you know, what, a hundred years since the Disney company yeah. started, you know, that this mouse still connects with people in that way. And I think, I think it's the symbolism, you know, behind it, like you were, like you were saying, it's like what, what that character stands for. I'm actually very interested because I think we've talked about this. The trademark is ending, I think next year in 2024. Okay. Um, and so then Mickey mouse will become like public domain. So Wild. people can, I'm just so curious to see like what people will do with, fashion with other projects they can't and re, re up it i guess not i mean i've been seeing multiple things about okay. i don't know all of the law but they're no, saying how I, the trademark yeah. is ending in 2024 and oh. yeah because yeah, ip it's like a song like once it's right. a certain amount of years old it enters public domain right. that's why you'll hear like of certain songs like on a tv show christmas songs are used because they're in the public right. domain you don't have to pay royalties yeah. on them so yeah, that will be interesting to see. There's been you know buzz going around about like who the new mascot will be of Disney, so that way they can have it protected. Some people have said they think it's going to be Figment. Yeah, I don't know if that's that the, the case. That feels yeah. like a big yeah. depart. That feels like you know the Onion, yeah. <laughs> you know, for Disney or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I mean, doesn't get much better than Mickey. Uh, I when you started to say, mm, I thought you were going to say mine. Ooh, uh, and number one, I've got Mulan. Ooh, nice. I just think nice. Mulan. What what a a bad A. I know yeah. we you know we were very careful about our, our language. We'd like to keep that yeah. that E off of our <laughs> off of our artwork here uh, on the show. But yeah, I think Mulan just the way she sacrifices that her father who she loves like seeing that he is going to have to go off to war but that he's so broken, but that like he's willing to go and that she makes that decision of like no, he's not going. I'm going, but also knowing that like, if it's found out that she is a woman disguised as a man, that they'll kill her. Yeah. That she, she does makes that takes on that risk to protect her family. And then in the arc of the story saves China. Yeah. 
like, you know, and all this, all these brutes that she's surrounded by that she never breaks the entire time. And she just keeps showing up and wants to prove to them that she is just as strong, if not stronger and smarter than every single one of them. I just, again, you know, I think it's probably the, the dad and me of, you know, two young girls of seeing characters like this that I think are just such um, great role models, you know, because our kids are going to watch Disney movies, you know, um, at least my kids are because we love Disney. But knowing that there are characters like that out there for them to get exposed to that type of messaging, to yeah. that type of representation, to know that like, hey, I'm a girl. I could be a hero in the story, too. Yeah. Everyone, you know, maybe people think I'm not good enough, but. Mulan's good enough. I'm going to be great enough, you know, like, and to go out and just achieve great things. I, I'm so grateful for story arcs like that. And I just think Mulan has every reason to walk away. And she doesn't. She just keeps facing it over and over. And even when they think that the villain is defeated, she's the one who shows up to fight him again. Did you uh, ever see the live action one? No. It's really good. No, I, of of all of the live action things that Disney has made, it might be my favorite. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's good. Now they're doing How to Train Your Dragon live. Live, yeah, really good roles for us. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about it. Put it down. Is that that's DreamWorks or is? Oh, okay. I, I was gonna ask. Uh, do you ever before we get to your number one, Kevin? Do you have aspirations of like being in a Disney big Disney musical on Broadway, knowing your Disney work but also your Broadway work as well? Uh, yeah, I mean more so a Disney. A film, yeah. I okay. Think. Then a, um, I, I don't know if I have eight shows in me again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might. We'll, we'll give the matinees yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to to have a have a character and and actually have a like you know the yeah. a figurine or yeah. yeah of of a character that I've. Um, That'd be amazing. I do have ta- I mean, getting to my number one, yeah. there are tapestries being made of of, of my number one okay. character. Which is Bertram? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can that. now you can go on Amazon and in, in China, I guess they make them. There are hundreds of these tapestries that they've taken my image, uh-huh. and they there's with words like "I hate kids." <laughs> um, there's one with me holding a gun, which is very disturbing. Um, but the, and. All these college kids have me on their walls now. That's, that's awesome. amazing. So I must have tapped into something, and I would never even begin to explain why Bertram is a hero. I think it's in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but he has tapped into something, and I don't, I don't understand it. I think um, it's, it's because beyond. you're so god darn lovable. <laughs> I almost put us into the E category there. Yeah. You're so gosh darn lovable, Kevin. Uh, and your performance as Bertram really was so great. And, you know, the you the fact that you had all these kids that everybody liked watching the kids, but your energy that they could butt up against over and over but still know that you were going to take care of them in the end is why people loved you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank so you. good. So I worked good. hard at it. You you crushed it. We we had a blast. Yeah, and I and it's interesting. I almost feel like it was the perfect storm for you to do that show when you did it, and then for TikTok to become huge when yeah. it became. Because I feel like that. A, I would guess a lot of your audience. Oh yeah, are those people who were who loved you? Yeah. and loved your character, and now they get to just watch you continue to be you. Like that's 
and that's the TikTok generation. Like it just feels like it was a perfect storm of things that happened. And it's so cool because you still get to, like you said, be creative and share your energy with the world, which is just uh, is a gift. So I would love to meet the actors who voice Bertram. In oh yeah, in other countries. other countries. Yes. yes. They all they're all very different. Oh yeah, uh, the the guy who does the Spanish translation is very gruff. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That. So it's interesting how they interpreted my. I've only seen that once. I I did that Brittany Murphy movie, and somebody, a girl that I actually went to high school with, who was Turkish, has moved back to Turkey, and she sent me a little clip of it was playing in Turkey, and so I get to hear the Turkish <laughs> dubbing of. Oh, that's my so cool! Oh, wow. that movie. It'd be cool if you could get like a photo with all of the actors yeah. Oh, yeah. that ever did your voice yeah. in a specific show. Like that would just be a really cool, cool photo to have. Yeah. Well, All right, awesome. folks. Yeah, that brings us to a close here on this episode of Disney Countdown. We were so Whoop. happy to have you, Kevin. Thank yes. you so much for being on the podcast, A, but coming in studio with us. We really appreciate that. This has been a, a thrill for us. Yeah. Um, uh, but make sure you follow us on the socials, which Danny will tell you are. Yes, we are at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok. We are at uh, Pod Disney on Twitter, and you can look up Disney Countdown on Facebook. And if you're loving what you're hearing, hopefully we got a lot of new friends who've come here to check out you know, Kevin today. If you're loving this show, please make sure you subscribe rate and review um you can leave us a review on apple or you can just rate us on spotify and uh, we love to read those reviews on the shows you guys heard earlier uh, so please make sure you, you uh, reach out to us we love connecting with you and we're just so grateful for everyone who took the time to listen and kevin not that you need any more tiktok followers but if if you wanted to follow kevin <laughs> what's your social oh, you, just, you can just type in kevin chamberlain and the, if you see a blue check it's me that's you i love it <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're so happy that you were here, Kevin. This yep. was a great uh, list of heroes. I'm, I was very inspired by this list, yeah, which me I too. think is great. Uh, but we're going to end this one here, and we're going to close it how we always do. You can just join in if you get us out Feel so we're inspired, going. yeah. And we, we close it always by saying, D-I-S, see you real soon. N-E-Y. Why? Because we count down. Disney Countdown Show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we did See it. See you on the next one, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.